Coming up on this episode of We're No Damn Experts, we're talking everything you need to know about camping, hiking, and recreating in the Little Belt and Highwood Mountains. We're Camping with Bob, coming up. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And we're, we're No, no damn, damn Experts. I just realized I left the podcast studio to get my water and then didn't grab my water. I was wondering what you were smiling about. <laughs> yeah. That was Do, do that we was need that. to pause? No. <laughs> so folks, if I start to dry we'll out, that's why. Start eh, hacking we'll see. over there. My okay. first episode without water. Today. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Today... Um, on our show, we have the man of the hour, mm-hmm. the elusive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Gle- are we use? Bob Glico <laughs> with um, Lewis and Clark uh, National Forest, right? Well, actually, the no. Helena Lewis and Clark. National oh, that's Forest. right. That's You're right. off to a good start. <laughs> I figured. I figured it was going to go this way. <laughs> And Bob, we are happy to have you in the podcast studio with us on this beautiful snowy day. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. So what is your role at the Helena Lewis and Clark (laughs) National Forest? Well, my role is I'm in charge of the recreation on the Jefferson Division of the Helena Lewis and Clark National Forest, which basically is um, the island mountain ranges, which consists of uh, the high woods, the big and little snowies, the little belt mountains, the castle mountains, and the northern part of the crazy mountains. Holy moly! That's a lot of mountain ranges. Yeah, that is. And that's, that's only a lot one of distance. And that's just one division of what you're talking about because you're the Jefferson division. division. That is correct. Wow. Yep. <gasps> so the Alice Creek area is not in this area, right? No. Okay. Nope, Never that went. would be on the Lincoln. Th- okay. Yeah. That's its By own Lincoln. district. Yeah. I was thinking the Jefferson was within the Lincoln. Never mind. Okay. Oh, man. So that wow. just opened up all more questions for me to yeah, ask. I'm pretty I bet. excited about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that means longer. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bob, I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and listen to you two talk then. Yeah. Um, Bob, how long have you been doing this gig? Well, I've been working for the Helen Lewis and Clark for. 39 years. Oh, my goodness. And But I've been in recreation, I'm going to say 25 of those years. Oh, wow. so a newbie. So, That's good to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Where, do you, so, where are you based out of? Where do you live? I, I live um, right pretty close to the town of Monarch. Okay. But the station that I work at is between Nyhart and Monarch. Okay. At the Bell yeah. Creek Ranger District. Okay. There's housing there, though. Who gets to live there? So in the summertime, when our employees come on, yeah, our seasonal employees, that's who gets to live in the bunkhouses oh, there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. And we're in the process right now of hiring our seasonals for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are going to be full-time employees now. They're kind of going from seasonals to full-time employees or 
and uh, part-time, full-time also. Mm-hmm. So, um, But huh. they're still going to get to stay there. And uh, that's, you know, they're the employees that actually do all the work on the ground. Yeah. So. Did you start as a seasonal employee before you were Ooh. full-time with the job? Yes, I did. Okay. I kind of started first. I was in fire, and then I switched into timber, then into silviculture, and then into recreation. Okay. Huh. Wow. So. I've learned so much already. Yeah. Like all the different departments <laughs> within <laughs> or divisions or areas. Right. Huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I imagine this varies day to day, but what does a day in your life on the job look like? Ooh. Well, hard-hitting journalism <laughs> question oh. there. Well, that's a tough one. Every day is a little bit different just yeah. due to the fact that, uh, you know, things are always changing from day to day. You mm-hmm. know, if we get a complaint from the public, we usually Oh, you go, still have to deal with those, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we have to deal with that. We need to huh. go out and, you know, make sure that whatever that complaint is, is, you know, fixed or anything like that. Um, the other thing is, is getting just the crews out and getting them going for the day, knowing where they need to go and what needs to be done. And then in between all that, there's just a lot of computer emails that go back and forth. And, you know, there's, you know, we do permits for outfitters, uh, for the float to Smith, mm. oh. out, outfitters that hunt, outfitters that have uh, horseback rides. Just a little bit of everything Holy. on permits. So we oversee all that, too. So wow. that all kind of comes into the flow of things also. What kind of things do people complain about? Uh, well, you know, that that all depends on where they're at at the yeah. time. Oh. Um, you know, some of the complaints are, why are we closing these roads off that oh. were existing over the period of time, like old logging roads? Okay. Um, okay yeah. Either that or why isn't this trail fixed or this trail fixed so it's not why aren't there moose for me to see in the park yeah i was just gonna say like yellowstone national park will legitimately get comments that like oh they didn't they they locked up the animals while i was there and i was really mad or like do you ever get like comments like that about like why don't you let the animals come out when i'm there or my favorite there's a snake in my campground and what am I supposed to do with it? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> not pick it up. Not so much on okay. wildlife, but okay. we have like we do have rental cabins, oh. and, and some of our rental <laughs> cabins have you know little uh, rodents that happen to appear from sure. time to time. Oh yeah. So we get complaints about some rodents every okay. once in a while. So. Yeah. You're in the wilderness. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen. Well, I'm, you know, I think it sounds like we're getting smarter visitors. And I'm just here. excited like about it. that. Like <laughs> yeah. we get calls to our office, like. Hey, I'm out on the River's Edge Trail and I found a snake. Um, I don't know who you need to call about that. I'm like, no nobody. One. That's that's their that's their <laughs> that's, that's where home. they live. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going right. to do anything about that. Right. So was it, was it a python or was it like a cobra? Because I mean, that <laughs> those would be concerned. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but snakes are supposed to be out right. there. Yeah. Um. So, like the snow happens, do you have to go plow roads? in the as part of what what happens up there or not no we don't plow any roads um most all the roads in the winter time are blocked by snow conditions yeah and are a lot of them are groomed for um snowmobiles to travel along um so they're what we call groomed snowmobile trails the grooming is all done by the uh 
Kings Hill Grooming Association, oh. which consists of the Mark County Snowmobile Club and the Great Falls Snowmobile Club. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And they put in for grants to do all the grooming. Mm. And then, yeah, pretty much for roads, you know, once snow comes and there's enough snow, and usually that's usually the 1st of December, we close the roads down, and then it goes to groom snowmobile trails, a lot of them. But mm. then there are some that are not groomed snowmobile trails and are just out there. And, um, you know, you need to really look at the travel plan map or the Friends of the Little Belts map to know what you can do at that particular time of year and where you can do it at. Mm-hmm. And with what. Yeah, and with what. That's correct. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to know. Yeah. You, I imagine, are tra- are you traveling a lot in this job because you're overseeing so many different mountainous areas? Well, at times, you know, okay. depending on the projects, um, usually if there's a project that's starting out, we kind of got to go look at the project and mm-hmm. see exactly what we want to do with it, what needs to be done, what tools are needed, and that type of um, stuff that, you know, like I said, needs to occur. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, depending on the project, if it's a big one, then I'm out maybe quite a bit with the project or the crews working on it. Otherwise, I just kind of send them out and they're out on their own. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's some traveling, but not a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we get asked a lot here is about camping. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of camping in our immediate area. You know, we've got the... Great Falls RV Park and then uh, the KOA for camping. But our state parks around here don't have camping associated with them. So depending on what direction they head, we send them into other areas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that is into the little belts Mm -hmm. because uh, that's what I'm most familiar with (laughs) on one side, not both sides. But um Tell us about the types of camping that can happen in in the, I would say, the high woods and the little belts, because that's our immediate area. Because I've seen camping grounds, and then I've seen, and I've told people this, which is not helpful at all. Like, if you find a wide spot on the road, you can just camp there, because <laughs> it's not on the road. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's like a camping area but it's not a camping spot so just stay there see this is good for me to know i know very i mean i've been to camp spots with other people but i've done very little and i really know nothing about this and so i'm very little help to our guests with that like everyone knows what i'm assuming everyone knows what a camp spot looks like you pull Mm -hmm. up and it's a paved area and there's usually a picnic table or some indication that you can stay here yeah but then there's other spots that are just wide and open and it looks like a space you can congregate (laughs) so what am i right in telling people like if you see a wide spot on the road you're good to go or you can stay in a campground is that a an accurate statement yeah you know that that is um like you said there we kind of have what we call two types of um, camping and that's in fee campgrounds and that's the ones you actually pay to Mm-hmm. to stay in like mini pines aspen log and creek um there's 13 of those that are out there that you could actually you just know, in the little belts well there's there's in one in the high woods and then there's uh, 
a couple, let's see, Richardson and Grasshopper that are in the castles. Okay. And then the rest are in the little belts. Huh. Okay. Okay. And, but and there's then, just well, the, one feed campground in the Highwoods? Yes, that okay. is correct. And then there's what you were talking about. If there's a, um open area, that's what we call undeveloped camping. Okay. And that basically is just you could pull a camper or whatever you have, pitch a tent right in that uh, open area. You know, we ask that people don't develop new ones. Okay. That they stay in <laughs> ones that are already existing. And usually when the existing one, you see tracks that go into it, maybe with a rock fire ring. Okay. And, uh, you know, basically that's all it is. And, you know, a big popular one for the that's close that a lot of people from Great Falls go to is what we call the Dry Fork of Bell Creek. Okay. And that is located right outside of Monarch, and it kind of heads hmm. east to Monarch there. And that's just a really popular, um, a lot of things happen in that little draw. And it's very, <laughs> very <laughs> it yeah. seems we have, like there's stories there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is. Lots of stories happen in the Dry Fork of Belt Creek. So, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. that's correct. I'm never on this side of the mountains when I go camping. So Where are you headed? We go on the east side of the little belts uh near sapphire village uh, okay you know mm -hmm. where charlie russell's cabin was and I mean, where I, they mine yellow but sapphires. i've heard yes yeah mm -hmm. do you camp in the snowies at all having lived over in lewistown never have okay. um honestly I'd, i um I don't know how to actually access public areas of oh, the snow. I've been to a, I've stayed at a campground in the snow. Crystal before. Lake is, the, I guess, the only yeah, spot. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the one that I know of, too. Yeah, yeah. that's really a popular spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is beautiful there. Yeah. Is that the only place to actually camp in the snowies? Um, in the big snowies, yeah. That's the okay. only one that has a fee site is right there at Crystal Lake. But then on the south side, there's quite a few access points uh, to the public that have undeveloped campsites okay, okay. well See, i'm good. learning a lot of things i don't i don't know much about all of this yeah. well and honestly <laughs> we haven't been super helpful for people long no. term when it comes to camping so no, i'm, I'm real really... excited about this yeah yeah <laughs> so what how do people check to see where oh. these campgrounds are What's available? What's not? Do you have to reserve? I mean, like, how do people Reservations, find yeah. and actually use these campsites? Okay, the undeveloped sites, there's no reservations at yeah. all. In same way with the regular fee campgrounds. Okay. It's first come, first serve. Okay. And, you know, to find out if they're booked or, you know, we really don't know because mm -hmm. we don't check on them on a, you know, hourly basis or daily basis. Okay. So, like you said, it's just first come, first serve. Um, you know, what's left is what's left. And then you just got to go down the road to a, the next one down the road if it is full. Yeah. Okay. And usually they're not full, you know, maybe like on the 4th of July, mm -hmm. okay. you know, the holidays, we are really have a lot of people up there, but otherwise, uh, during the week, you know, there's always space. It seems like, yeah. You know, I've heard of people getting excited about winter camping. Have you seen people in the Little Belts or the Highwoods doing winter camping? There's a little bit, but not a lot. Is it real winter camping or is it just like a camper that's designed for four seasons and they're up there hunting elk or something? Well, you know, that all depends on the person, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to tell you yeah. that right now. Mm -hmm. Because 
I, you know, I've seen people that have pitch tents in the winter. Oh, but I've seen party. people with campers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, well, it can be either way. Even campers made for four seasons. It's still not very warm. Uh, no, no, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> anybody who has one of those knows. Yeah. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know where that up there, but Memorial Day yeah. is usually snow in the mountains. Yeah, that's and true. That's way too cold for most of my camping experiences. Yeah. I turn the heat up yeah, pretty high. Some hardy people out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And usually Memorial Day is the beginning of our camp season, mm-hmm. and then Labor Day is kind of the end of the camp sure. season. Yeah. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree. But people can camp there all year Outside long if they that. wanted. That is correct. Oh, look at that. I, except on the fee campgrounds. The key, the fee campgrounds, we do close the gates. Okay. And oh, okay. they are not accessible in the wintertime. Okay. That's are they closed, closed after Labor Day? Or just no, like late October or something? Yeah, you okay. know, we kind of go by the season okay. and the snowfall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we try to keep them as much or as long as we can just to the mm-hmm. fact that hunters still like to use them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and there's so. some, I mean, it can be. Really great camping weather still in oh, yeah. January, October, November, two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so you get to kind of work with Showdown then to make sure that they continue to exist and use the mountain in a good favor, correct? That is correct. Huh? Yep. Look yep. at me learning. Nice job. Yeah. yeah. Well, is. he mentioned the contracts mm-hmm. and leases and stuff. So that's been going downhill for a, for a long time. Um did you intentionally 16. use their slogan? Yep, Good I job. Did. Going downhill since 1936, I think, isn't it? There we go. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. correct. That's pretty cool. Yep. Way, to, way to incorporate their <laughs> slogan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not just a pretty face, folks. Um, and then you, what's the deal with Silvercrest? Is there like a recreation agreement for that area? Yeah. So at Silvercrest there, we have an association that's out of Great Falls here. It's called the Silvercrest um, trail association okay. and they are a group that has formed and they oversee uh, the trail system there that's okay. in Silvercrest and you know there are groomed trails there both for skate skiing and also the classic skiing and they you know make sure that they get grants and have everything funded to do that for us oh that's and, awesome and then we just have what we call a cost share agreement with them to that you know it's just agreement between us and them that they have their responsibilities and we have ours mm-hmm. and it gets and they do a really good job at grooming and those trails uh, get a lot of compliments oh, on Silvercrest. That's good to know. That's very good. How, um, how long are you allowed? I, I have a camping question. The, the, <laughs> how long are you allowed to stay in one spot Ooh, at these camping that's places? That's a good question, Shannon. Yeah, that Thank is you. a good question because <laughs> one of the things that we do spend a lot of time on in the summer is just overseeing to see how long people are staying. Yeah. And the limit is 16 days. Okay. So, you know, we're we're constantly watching the camps, Mm -hmm. um, seeing if, you know, they're pushing their limits. Yeah. And a lot of times if they are, then we, you know, put notes on their campers or their tents and let them know that, you know, their days are up and that they need to move on. Yes. Yep. Is that for both feed and undeveloped? That is correct. Okay. Yep. Okay, good to know. Now, when it comes to camping, some people camp plushly. They have water hooked up and their sewer drains and they've got electricity. 
and other people are extremely rustic. Are there places in the high woods or the little belts where you can get water and plug in? Or is it all, you're on your own, you got to make do with what you're capable of doing with a generator? So our fee campgrounds do have water, but you cannot hook up to a camper. Okay. It's just a hand pump that you got to go up and down and water will eventually come out. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And no electricity at all anywhere mm-hmm. at our mm-hmm. campgrounds. Okay. So, yeah, it's roughing it. But like you said, most ever, anymore, everybody has pretty nice campers. Where Isn't that the point, though, somewhat? Yeah. Is like you're trying to, like, see, that's what I've always, I've only ever been tent camping. Oh, my crew is 100% snobby when it comes to camping. <laughs> and by that, I mean, we will not go into a developed campground. We will not. An undeveloped, you mean? No, developed like if there's a spot like clearly a marked spot like this is where you put your camper we're like no that's not for us and we will just go into the wide open undeveloped okay camp area yeah because we don't want to be around people yeah but are you more are do they have all the water and electricity oh, yeah. and all we that? carry all of our own water we've yeah. got uh groups with solar panels to run their electricity we've mm. got generators yeah. Some run their generators all night long, which is not ideal, but they like no. to watch movies at night. So whatever. Yeah. The kids need to go to sleep. But um, there's got to be restrictions in the fee campgrounds for how long you can run your generator, uh, if at all. Noise. No, there's not. Huh? Oh. No. Might be changing my See, mind a little bit. I think I would be annoyed if somebody was run Like I'm out in the wilderness. Yeah. I don't want the noise. There is that element. Yeah. And that's why, like, some places we've gone where we've had to stay in, like, a real campground, I call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, no noise after 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and that's what we recommend. But sure. I mean, but there's no You way. know how yeah. it is. You no, just can't enforce coming. that. Oh, right. So. No. You just create more problems, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, I'm learning all, my husband has wanted us to, he used to sell campers, actually, so he knows all about campers i know nothing and so we've been having this conversation of oh should we buy a camper or whatever and in my head i'm like we don't we don't go camping enough like that's just something else to take care of like all of this and now i'm coming around to the idea it's not in the cards for us right now we need to win the lottery or something for Um, that but it's like a home on wheels. I know. and But I fight against that because I'm like, isn't part of the point you're going out to be out in the wilderness and do other stuff? But also I'm like, well, we would probably go more and it would be nice if you just hook up and drive and park. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Yeah. It's a big battle. I mean, yeah. we our camping journey started with tents. Mm-hmm. And I still have a tent that I use to go backpacking with because, yeah. I mean... You're not driving into a lot of the places you can go if you backpack. Right. But then we elevated into what we called our butt hut phases. <laughs> and the, the butt hut phase was really yeah. just a dry spot where you could sleep. Chances of, I mean, they may have toilets, but they yeah. likely wouldn't work. They may be plumbed for water, but it was likely they weren't going to hold any of the water. Yeah. They weren't, I mean... Now, my husband and I were in the plush camp stage, and he's telling me, well, it doesn't have 
the kind of reclining couch that I want in the camper. And I'm <laughs> oh like, my goodness. Since we when did camping. we get so bougie with all right? of this? Yeah. We've gone the full spectrum. Oh, that's funny. Um, and so it's like a cabin on wheels now yeah. is what we all have. And then yeah. you have to make sure you have enough space for entertaining because if it's raining, then everyone's going <laughs> to want to hang out and play yeah. cards together. And right. Yep. It's gone from what... I remember the days when we used to screw the side of a camper back on to the rest <laughs> of the camper because on the trip up, it got a little loose. Oh so my goodness, funny. That doesn't happen today. Yeah. <laughs> we went to the um, the RV show or whatever oh, yeah. it is, and I forget the name, but it's in the winter, fall or winter, just to go walk around because Jason wanted me to get an idea of what things what you might like. cost and what layouts we might like. Again, we're not getting one um but (laughs) but you know just to see and oh my gosh the ones that are like the the toy haulers with the whole thing and they're ginormous I'm like my gosh it's crazy we looked at one Bob just uh online a couple weeks ago This thing had like three bedrooms and 15 slides in oh a gore. <laughs> like the kitchen in it was nicer than the kitchen in my house. The yeah. fridge was I'm like, and I'm just laughing the entire time. It costs like $120,000, oh which goodness. also is more than our house. And I'm <laughs> just, I'm like, well, this really is just a house. Like mm-hmm. it's not anything. It had a living room it had a dining room and had a movie room i'm like oh my gosh a movie room (laughs) and so i sent it to my husband he's like what are you doing i'm like i think it's funny i think it's funny that this is a camper yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's just no way but there are people that you know travel south for the winter or yeah spend six months months out of the year yeah which makes more sense then i'm gonna want that and you'll definitely need more space maybe from yeah your spouse at that point no, no. they'll have their each have your own wing there you go two yeah. bathrooms right? i'm like it was it was crazy, crazy. do you see campers like that up in the low belts oh yeah no yeah. way you will be surprised what yeah. you see up there oh, i mean gosh. it's i mean yeah you just never know yeah go around huh. the next turn you're gonna find one of those oh, you, my just, goodness. you just never know are you a camper yourself yeah, I like okay. to camp. I'm not as much as I used to be, but yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But you live where people right. camp. That's what's so crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, you know, I see it every day. So I yeah. kind of like, eh, maybe I Loses don't. Loses its luster a little bit. <laughs> I'll yeah. go get a hotel room. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> go that's more exciting. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's something different than your day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to um, expansion plans, like... You said that really you're going to have space in the mountains for people to camp, except like 4th of July was the one time a year. Is there ideas of expanding the opportunity for more camping in the area or not? Because it sounded like you didn't really need it. but Yeah, you know, nothing. The only thing that we're looking at right now is we are uh, improving some of our campgrounds mm-hmm. and making them better uh, for backing in or parking. Okay. Um, just due to the fact that some of the campgrounds were built, you know, back in the 60s, mm. we're, you know, going right back <laughs> to it here. The yeah. campering at that in days were a lot different than they are now. They were yeah. smaller campers, and now, you know, 30-foot camper is nothing, you right. know. And then you add that much more onto the truck. Mm-hmm. So we need bigger spaces. So, oh, you yeah. know, we're, we're developing the Logging Creek campground, and Logging mm-hmm. Creek is going to get a facelift with – better camping um there 
Crystal Lake uh, mm-hmm. this last summer. Got a new facelift with um, campsites there. And then up the South Fork of the Judith, which is Hay Canyon Campground, got yeah. a facelift this summer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, working on fixing up some of our outdated campgrounds so they're fitting the more larger camps campers that are out there now it is crazy trying to find a camper like that's 20 foot long or 23 or 24 foot long yeah is nearly impossible anymore and you know years ago that that was a big camper that was big yeah i'm trying to remember i think ours because we have a space in the driveway again in our fake journey to get a camper but it was like okay we can't go past any more than i think it was 24 or something like that to make it fit in there and so and just even just price wise too and just the space like trying to find one that is if yeah it's just it's a challenge to find a smaller one that works yeah a hundred percent and that's it's just my husband and i just like it's you and jason so finding a camper that isn't for 800 people right right (laughs) we don't need this much space right I don't then like the, that many people to entertain you, with. Right, right. <laughs> yep. We just need somewhere for the dogs and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things you don't think about because a lot of those camp spots are smaller because yeah. that's what campers used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. then you even think about just the roads to get back to some of these places are like yeah. trying to drive a huge thing on it. Yeah, we um, we have one friend that always got fancier before the rest of us. And so we went camping. God, I want to say it was up Yogo and the spot we had always gone to, you know, back in the early day, <laughs> early days where we could all go um, was just a little bit off the road and a little bit more rustic. It's not a clean, smooth road or path into that spot. And our fancy friend showed up with their new camper, and it was fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Tore the jack off the back <laughs> trying to get in. Oh, no. We never went back to that spot yeah, again. Yeah. Well, we were outgrowing it, not yeah. as a group, but as the size of the, the camper. <laughs> we're oh, like, yeah. if he's pulling off his leveling jacks off yeah. the back, we got to find a new spot and so now everyone's got these big huge campers which then limits where we can actually go yeah because you got to think of how you're going to get in there and how you have to level up and (sighs) back in the days it was just simply um so does each each uh, campground have its own kind of regulation in terms of what you can and can't do there fires things like that yeah, you know, when it comes to fires, usually that depends on fire season. Sure. You know, and if we have a dry season, then, you know, um, we can go into fire restrictions. Mm-hmm. And then that'll limit on the fire end of mm-hmm. things. You know, uh, on the campgrounds themselves, the fee ones, um, you know, the, all dogs need to be al- on leashes or inside the vehicle. I've broken that rule. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you lawbreaker. Oh. I know. Bob's going to get you arrested. We'll be watching you. <laughs> can't prove it just because I said it. I'm just, I'm just kidding. There's pictures. <laughs> so yeah. dogs on leashes. Okay. Yeah, dogs on leashes. You know, no horses in the campgrounds. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, there was a 16-day camping limit. You know, uh, that's basically, you know, what we have for yeah. 
Um, not, nothing big, you know, that we see a lot of time that occurs. Yeah. Um, but any, like, firearms rules of any kind n- that apply there? Um, don't no, shoot. Um, well, yeah, don't shoot each other. Yeah, like um, the Dry Fork of Bell Creek, mm-hmm. which we t- t- talked about earlier, has yeah, a lot spot. of shooting that occurs up in there. So you can't shoot within 100 yards of a campsite up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's any campsite. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one thing we do ask is if you're going to shoot guns on the force, you know, pick a spot that's not by campers. Um, Would be helpful, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. F- for a number of reasons, you don't know what could happen. You know, there could be a ricochet. Yeah. There's a lot of noise that occurs in shooting guns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we strongly suggest that you don't, you know, shoot at the campsites. Yeah. And, but, you know, we always kind of find that there's shells there, empty shells. that We, we know yeah. people are doing it. Yeah. But we just, you know, catching them is another thing. Yeah. No fireworks. Yep, that's that's a hard that's a and one. fast rule. Yeah. Yep. In the forest. Yep, that's yeah. correct, and that's any time of the year. Ever. Yeah. Yep, yep. that's correct. Don't ever. That seems smart. Mm-hmm. And let's make sure that everyone knows fireworks also means no tannerite explosions, right? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Which is not a firework, no. but it's an explosion. It acts a lot like it. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's correct. A, that's a good clarification. Yeah. Yeah, good for people to know. Yeah. Uh, I've been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> Have you shot fireworks? Are you going to no. incriminate yourself? <laughs> no, we, we're actually probably the sticklers yeah, on that just because good. during July, the fire oh, danger is always so awful. high yeah. that we're like, we've never been fireworks fans to start with. Yeah. And, so then we're the police and we go to other people and like, you're shooting off fireworks. And then, you know, it's like a West Side Story rumble and we start <laughs> singing and snapping our fingers. Please take and- video of this next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got it. We're there. Uh, okay. So animals. Um, and this is maybe a question, maybe a question for anybody maybe who hasn't been camping up there, but particularly people who are maybe not familiar with, you know, north central Montana. What kind of wildlife can people expect and what's kind of your guidelines for dealing with wildlife that comes into campsites? Well, mm. when it comes to wildlife, I mean, you, up there you could expect anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all the way from the... Sasquatch? Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. You, you never you know. Never yeah. know. <laughs> you never know. Bob's seen him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, w- one of the main ones that comes through is a black bear. Usually okay. they like to come through, especially in the, um, well, any of the campsites, just mm-hmm. because there's always food, the smell of food. Yep. Um, so, you know, we always recommend, uh, and we do have, uh, uh, food storage order that is in place that oh. anytime that you're not around your campsite, uh-huh. it needs to be in a bear proof cooler or it needs to be inside a hard sided vehicle what when you're not a, around. What makes a cooler bear proof? So, um, it seems like <laughs> there's many that the bear could get in. Well, that's, that's correct. <laughs> So basically, the the companies that build the bear-proof coolers, um, they take them down to West Yellowstone where they have the Grizzly Discovery Center, Mm -hmm. and they are actually tested there. Oh, they let the bears play with them? Yep. Yep. You know, they put something inside the cooler, and then the bear tries to get get in. And that's how they find out if the cooler is bear-proof or not. That's kind of fun for those bears. (laughs) Yeah, or frustrating. (laughs) Well, yeah. I would say um, if you need your thumbs to open the cooler, bear proof. Because bears don't have thumbs. 
and so they wouldn't be able to get into the cooler. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bob's like, no, like, not at all. He's like, that's not what I'm going to recommend. For people. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If you ever seen a bear, you know that comes in. He is pretty. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be determined. He's going to mm-hmm. get in there. So. So what it's got to be yeah. sturdy. Yeah. Right. And this is so anytime you're away from your campsite and also when you're sleeping at night. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. great. That's a real yep. good plan. Yeah. Yep. Are there grizzlies in the little belts or the high ones? That we know of. <laughs> okay. So there's. There, Not, no comment. <laughs> there's definitely been sightings in FWP, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, mm-hmm. um, are aware that there is bears in the little belts and some of the other island mountain ranges. Um, you know, we don't know if they're really established there but they are in there and cruising um, through yeah they could be cruising through they could be they could be there and we just don't know it too so the thing the one the animal that makes me the most nervous this applies to whatever i'm doing out in the wilderness is a mountain lion because i feel like Mm. bears in general you correct me if i'm wrong bob are not coming into the camp with the intent to stalk you and harm you. you however mountain lion's a cat cats like to stalk things cats play games this is just my perception of a mountain lion or why that's the last animal i would ever want to encounter <laughs> Tell, can you do you have any advice for uh for mountain lions are there mountain uh, lions in the little belts are oh, the oh yes highlights? yes will they stalk shannon and hunt her down <laughs> play with her before they eat her <laughs> See, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, I mean, <laughs> that's a tough question. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't have a target on my back. Uh, However, they're uh, still going to have fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not nothing that we hear about, you know, from a day-to-day basis. But oh. you know, we have heard that they will stalk, and uh, you know, I've seen some videos out there that some of my friends have taken out when they were bow hunting mm-hmm. and yeah this you know the cats were sneaking right up on them but uh this is where i'm like i'm sure i've never seen a cat but i'm sure a cat's seen me when i've been hiking somewhere yeah you know it, it'd be interesting at times right to know how many animals you've gone by mm-hmm. in a day's oh. time when you're yeah. gone walking in the woods or yeah that you just don't know are there mm-hmm they're really, that's why Bigfoot's never been found. I mean, they just blend in and you're right. not necessarily paying attention yeah. enough to know. Yeah. My husband would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, uh, if you do see a mountain lion in your campsite or hiking in the area, do you have any uh, advice for, because I feel like it's kind of animal dependent sometime on how you respond to them. Yeah, you know, for a mountain lion, uh, the best bet I would say would just make sure Scream. you're big and <laughs> you make some noises. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd be probably even pick up a rock and throw it at him. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know, every scenario is going to be a little bit sure. different too. Yeah. So. yeah. So mostly just be aware that they're out there. And make noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Noises. Noises. Number. There's safety and noise. <laughs> no matter what animal it is, safety yeah. and noise. Yeah. That's well, true. usually they're going to shy away from you no matter mm-hmm. what um, animal it is. There are moose in both the little belts and the high woods, right? Or just the little belts? Nope. They're in the high woods too. Okay. Moose are big animals. They are. They and can be angry animals. Mm-hmm. I think they are more often likely to attack you than any other animal. Is that true? 
because well. they're big. <laughs> and I think once you see them, you're just startled to start with because you're like, oh, and they're startled. They're like, why are you in my space? Yeah. I was doing such a good job of hiding, and now all of a sudden you're there. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, moose are one of them things that, um, you know, in the spring when the baby's around, and this this yeah. is any yeah. animal, mm-hmm. and when the baby's around, that's when you really need to watch. And yeah. But, you know, I'm not no wildlife expert either, <laughs> but the time, the you know, yeah. the years that I've been out there that, you know, you just make sure they're aware that you're there, mm-hmm. and usually they either go on their way or you know, or just back off a little bit yeah. and let them do their thing. Don't, don't do like we see on TV all the time and like go not Yellowstone and You're think right. you need to go get a closer picture right. or anything like that. Just yeah. back off and let them do their thing and everything advice. should be good. What is the coolest wildlife experience you've had in your 30 plus years in the, <laughs> in the mountains? Squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... Yeah, so there's, I guess I could say there's the time that I work for the Forest Service, and then there's my off time. <laughs> my off times, I've had quite a few experiences, and we used to chase mountain lions quite a bit with oh, dogs. Yeah. So yep. I've had a lot of experiences with mountain lions up close and personal. Really? And they were yeah. always, they're always neat to see. I enjoy seeing them. Yeah. Um, but probably working for the Forest Service, you know, there's been a couple times where up, com- up come upon black bears. And got maybe a little closer than I needed to be, but I didn't know they were there at the time. Yeah. And then they start chomping their teeth, you know, and oh. you can hear their teeth, teeth chomping. And then that kind of makes you kind of like, okay, nope, we're a little nope, bit nope, close. Nope, stop salivating. Pop. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the instant I hear that sound, I know I am, I'm in a ball. I'm like, I don't know Have what's you happening. Have that sound a bunch? No. Okay, good. That's way too close. Yeah. And my hearing is awful, so it's going it to be awful close. for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I could tell you a story. One time we were camping, actually, mm-hmm. and we were over by Jumpy Creek, and we were out, and myself and my son were going up this trail, and we get up there, and I could hear this noise, but of course I can't hear as good as I used to, <laughs> and we're going along, and... I hear the chomping. Well, I look up in the tree, and the bear's up the tree. Oh. Well, when I look up the tree and I look behind me, my kid's already gone. He is just <laughs> licking his foot. He is just He's down. Yeah. He, he says, that, this is too close. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and you also don't necessarily expect the bear to be up in the tree just when you're walking by. I mean, I'm looking for a mountain lion in the tree but not a bear necessarily no yeah that's yeah. exactly i did, didn't realize he was even up there <laughs> just hanging out in the tree yeah yep wondering Watching, what's going chomping. on yeah i uh, want to ask you about fire season we talked a little bit about it but um that's something obviously our snow today we're getting a lot of good wet snow so hopefully this will help but we do have a fire season pretty regular fire season in montana Uh, what is that like what is your involvement when it comes to to fire season um in your role and how does that affect kind of recreation up there well um you know it all depends on where the fire is occurring at the time of course so if there's any you know trails involved that Mm -hmm. are within the fire area then, you know, we may have to close those trails down yeah. and make sure that the, there's no public in there. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if it gets to the point where it's really starting to grow, we might have to go look to see if there's any campers in a drainage. And we might have mm-hmm. to, you know, just let them give them a heads up that, yeah. you know, you get to need to get out. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, that's kind of what my role is now. When I was younger, of course, I took and actually fought fire. Oh, wow. And, you know, was on the lines and stuff. But mm. now that I got older and I, I'm just not into that smoke like <laughs> yeah. I used to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm just not physical like I used to yeah. be either. So, well, um, blame yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it all depends on the scenario, what's going on, where the fire's at. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of go from there. Would it be accurate to say that some fires start where, like, nobody would even know that the fire is happening sometimes in the forest? Yeah, you know, there's locations out there that uh, are, you know, in the nicks and crannies where sometimes we don't know that they're there. But one thing that has occurred is the technology has come now where... Uh, there's actually lightning maps that they call them, and they know oh. exactly where the lightning bolts um, hit the ground. That's great. And have, you know, the lat long for them. Yeah. And c- can really oh. watch now a lot more in the places that, you know, before we never had that technology and yeah. those maps. So you you just never know. But now yeah. the maps really help them out a lot. And then, of course, we still have what we call Porphyry Peak. Mm-hmm. which is a fire lookout on the top of Kings Hill com- yeah. on top of Showdown. That is, um, there's somebody in there in the summertime that actually, mm-hmm. you know, looks for fires just like yeah. the old days. Yeah. And, you know, they, they do there. And then there's also, um, you know, helicopters and airplanes that do patrols too. Yeah. The fire towers, is that the ones where you people can go and stay in, like reserve and stay in? Is that run by you all? Yeah. So okay. we... We have um, what we call Monument Lookout, and it used to be a tower that was up off the ground. Mm. But um, for safety reasons, they took it uh, and put it on the ground now. Okay. But it's the actual building that was up on top of the tower, and you can actually stay in that. That is a rental cabin that we have, and that starts on June 15th and runs to... I think the end of hunting season, I believe. Okay. And that's when the time period you can rent it. Are there any that are still within the areas that you work in? Are there any that are still in up, the sky? Uh, yeah, in the, in the sky that you can rent? No. Okay. None that you can rent. Okay. Um, the only one that we have that is up in the sky would be that porphyry, the but one it's that's not being a rental. Utilized. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. correct. When people rent cabins from the Forest Service, do they. Um, you know, do you go shopping for them and make their beds and uh, get their <laughs> nice linens out and mm-hmm. <laughs> maid service? Mm-hmm. No, you know that's uh, that's one thing we do not do. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. kind of glad of that. <laughs> um, no, when they rent the cabin, um, you know, it's by the night, and they we tell them, or you know, when they sign the agreement and they've been paid for it. They need to leave it better than when they found it. So they and, remodel it before they leave. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they do all the cleaning, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that includes the toilet, um, and they bring pretty much, you know, all their food. Mm-hmm. We have utensils and pots and pans up there that they have, and, you know, of course, the beds, the bunker beds. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, their, their linen, they need to bring all their linen and their water and anything else that they think they may need to rent the cabin. Mm-hmm. Are they... Dry cabins? You said the toilet. Is it a real flushing toilet or is it a vault toilet? No, it's a vault toilet. We call it a sweet smelling toilet, an SST. Oh. So that's what that's what I'm referring to. Mm. Is toilet. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
no running water. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. no running water. How do people go about renting those? Um, there is a website that's uh, recreation.gov, mm-hmm. and if you go onto that website, you can pick whatever camp uh, or cabin that you would like, and, uh, you know, it's all over the nation. I think actually when it comes up, you know, it shows the United States, and you can click on kind of where you're going to go, mm-hmm. and then it'll show you that what's in that area. Okay. And then you just click on the one that you're interested in, and it tells you everything about it. Cool. Hmm. Good deal. I like that opportunity. Is it kind of like an Airbnb situation? Like you find a like there's a key under the door kind of thing, or what? <laughs> no, everything is combination. Okay. Once you rent gotcha. it, then they'll send out in an email. Okay. The yeah. combination gotcha. to the cabin. Nice. One of the things I tell people about the Little Belt Mountains, which may be a lie, and that's why you're on the podcast to oh. clarify. <laughs> oh no. This happens all the time. It does. This I is make normal. things up, and but the Little Belts themselves probably. I say have it's the one it's the mountain range that's left in the state of Montana that has the most access to it and the most available recreation to it. Like we've got the Bob Marshall Wilderness to the west of us and it's absolutely wonderful, but it's all foot or horse traffic in there. Um you can still snowmobile or ride dirt bikes or four wheelers or jeeps or walk within the little belts which is really unusual for the mountain ranges in montana am i speaking some truth when i say that kind of stuff or is it a complete lie no you know you're you're correct you know when we did the uh, travel plan in 2007 um you know the rocky mountain front gave up the motorized some of the motorized use up there and then we were kind of well we're not going to take it all away. So the little belts was kind of like, well, that's where we're going to put our motorized used. So, um, but you know, there's still, if you go to other national forests, there's still quite a bit of area that you can recreate in that is motorized. Um, but the little belts is definitely heavily more, more, more motorized than most. But there are walking trails and hiking trails too. Yep, Good. that's correct. Good job. You were right. See, I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what I just never know yeah. if it's true if it, stuff. Like yeah. I've convinced myself this is real. Yeah. It's not always real. <laughs> well, it was this time. Yep. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what should people know about fishing uh in your Ooh. areas? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Folks, that face really was. <laughs> I, oh, I don't want to talk about this question. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell my secret spots. Yeah. Well, but. we don't oh, want to no. know Not where yet. to yeah. fish. I'll, can, I'll tell you this <laughs> yeah. much: there's yeah. fish out there. Okay. Right, okay. There's fish out there. What uh, What kind of fish are we talking? Uh, well, it all depends marlin. on kind of where you. <laughs> Blue <Yes>. marlin. <laughs> the long, it got real long lost from his original home, and yeah. Uh, well, there's. Uh, the west throat cutthroat. Um, on the west throat cutthroat, though, if you catch one, you got to release it. Yeah, okay. You don't get to keep those. No, okay. you don't get to keep those. But you know, there's a brook trout, a little brook trout, what they call brookies. Those mm-hmm. are really popular. Okay. And then, of course, there's the rainbows. Mm-hmm. And then there's some pretty nice browns out there too. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm not going to tell you where they're all at. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's get general then. There's a lot of water in the little belts. I'm not going to try and name all of the names of the waters, <laughs> but there's some where it's like thin water, 
like than water. It's going to be an inch. Shallow? There we go. <laughs> See? Look at you with all your big words. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you. And then we've got thick water. <laughs> or deep. deep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, obviously, fishing is going to be better in the deep water than the shallow water. But there's a lot of water just flowing around in the little belts. Can people fish where they see water? Like, is all the water open to fish in? Well, I would say on that, yes, it is open. <laughs> um, but one thing that, you know, that I'm not, you know, the authority on too is there's the high water mark when you go fishing. Oh, yeah. So when you get to private land, you need to make sure that you're within the high water mark and that you're not up onto the private land. So, um, you know, be really careful with that where you're, you know, where you're fishing. I mean, it's just like hunting. You kind of got to know where you're hunting right. or what if you're on private land or state land or public land yeah. of any type. So, you know, just kind of be aware where you're fishing. And, you know, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask locals mm -hmm. if there's even fish in there. But you just said there's <laughs> fish in there. Yeah. Well, well, there is, but there are some, some spots. spots yeah. Like, why is he fishing there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that doesn't even look Clearly like that's water deep enough here. to clean his toes. <laughs> Such thin water there. Yeah. <laughs> there's this uh, hole that we take the kids to when we're up camping, um, the, just to swim and cool off. And the water there is so freaking cold. Really. Like, when it is miserably hot out, everybody's down there, and, and there's these deep pockets. So you could mm. walk along, and it's barely ankle deep, and then all of a yeah. sudden you're <laughs> in over your head. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is yeah. very cold, <laughs> and the current is yeah. taking me away. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is not good. So you do have to be smart in those instances. Yeah. But there's just some amazing spots. It, the roads take you there. Sometimes they're not really yeah. well-constructed roads, but they'll mm -hmm. get you there. So there are also, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Just fumble there through. Are, there, yeah. <laughs> there are residents uh, who live up on some of the deep back roads in oh. the mountains up there. Okay. That perhaps are not somewhere you want to just randomly find yourself driving by. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I'm not. This is my experience, but I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Is there anywhere just for people who are not from the area or this is their first time driving around the little belts or high woods? Um, any areas that they people should or shouldn't drive around? Like signs of like, oh, I should maybe I shouldn't. This is I shouldn't get myself back on no, property. Okay. Not not really. I mean, when you do go out, say like the Dry Fork of Bell Creek there, mm -hmm. when you venture up that, there is private land that is up through the bottom up there. Okay. So, uh, and a lot of the dispersed campsites or undeveloped campsites are, are on private land, even mm -hmm. though people don't do not realize they're on private land. Okay. So, you know, definitely make sure that, you know, you're on public land and not on private. How do I make sure without... Like an app like Onyx or something like that. Well, yeah, you know, maps are your first thing. Yeah. Of course, we have that Friends of Little Belt map. Okay. That is a good thing to look at. But, you know, it. it I guess it doesn't really, uh, what do you want to say, zoom in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I mean, there's apps, like you said, that are out there that you can zoom in. Uh, you know, Montana Cadastral, uh, Onyx, mm -hmm. and different things like that that you can put on and... 
you know, kind of get the exact location where you're at at the time. Yeah. And that, that'll show you usually where the private land is and where the public land is. So what you're saying here is there may be a private landowner that's developed their own campsite on their land, but it looks like a Forest Service dispersed campsite and people will end up there? Well, usually the private landowner didn't develop it. Oh. The public that didn't know any better developed, developed it. it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's still there. And luckily, a lot of those spots up the dry fork, um, the the private landowner, you know, just kind of lets go. But, you know, he, he definitely doesn't want people staying on his land. Well, there's a liability for them if something were that, to happen. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So get so get a map or get an app or something like that and just yep. kind of do your homework before you set up lose cell service or set up for the night that's correct and and up the dry fork there you know we have signs along the main road there okay it is a county road cascade county road and it says entering uh national forest Mm -hmm. and then leaving national forest okay so you uh, you know that's not like that everywhere but up the dry fork we do have signs like that that do say that okay to try to help but it doesn't seem to help much yeah robert took me on a um a drive one time from here to White Sulphur Springs through Milligan. And okay. that was an experience because none of <laughs> none of some of these roads look like actual county roads. He's yeah. like, oh no, this is a county road. And then of course then we'd cross a cow garden and be like, this is private land. I'm like, oh that wasn't like, oh this Are we is going on to or coming out of <laughs> like private this land. is interesting because I would yeah. have never guessed that was like public land what that we were just on yeah. so it is very helpful to have those signs mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. just because you're we'll like clarify where are we what is yeah. going on yeah and even we've done that when we've left the little belts and headed towards like two dot and come back around there's a lot of checker boarding <laughs> I, you laugh because it's a town too <laughs> there's a lot of check checkerboarding of like public and private land on some of those routes as well so uh up in the little belts there's the former there's a mine up there (laughs) a yoga mine okay yoga sapphire mine oh is that the one you're talking about well there's there's multiple mines okay yeah there is a lot there's a lot of mines okay what what should people know about the mining areas like where should they avoid can they go up and check out an old mine site so the majority of the mine sites are all on private land okay so that's the same thing as what we were talking earlier you need to get permission so yeah you need yeah you just don't go you need to get permission and make sure that you know a lot of the mining claims that are up there they're existing are are usually out-of-state owners okay so you know not or it's not always easy finding the owners of those private lands. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, make sure that if you're going to go check out mines, that you're either <laughs> in your vehicle just looking at them or, and yeah, just don't go out there and start walking yeah. because, yeah. Uh, like you said, majority of them are private land. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, if you ever want uh, Yogo sapphires, there's only one place in the world where those are mined. Mm-hmm. And they're in the Little Belt Mountains. Just so you know. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiffany made a beautiful cobblestone Yogo Sapphire ring really? that I really wanted. And my mother said, no, honey, you're not that precious to me. I'm not spending that kind of money on it for you. 
Well, you not, start throwing Tiffany. I mean, into those the weren't the specific words, I but that was so. the gist yeah. of the conversation. Mm-hmm. She still loved me though, but whatever. But no, 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 di- no mm-hmm. Tiffany ring on my fingers. Yeah. Darn. Oh. Um, when it comes to exploring, because a lot of people may be new to this outdoor recreation thing and really want to just see everything. And the trail may not take them to where they want to go. Can people just start walking up a mountain to see a tree closer or to jump in to see more animals? Off trail. Or do they need to constantly be on a trail? And I'm talking across the board. Clearly vehicles don't just go off road, but people on foot or dirt bikes or four wheelers or horses. Yeah, so when you're out there walking, you're going to take a hike or something like that. You can just go anywhere you want as long as it's on public land. Of course, you know, like I said, we'll just, we don't want to push nobody towards private land. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to wheeled vehicles or motorized vehicles, yeah, there is a map that you need to go by and you need to stay to the designated routes that they can are allowed to go on. And like I said, that Friends of the Little Bets map is out. That is the best one to get a hold of. And that'll tell you if you could take a motorcycle there. It'll tell you if you can take a full-size vehicle or an ATV or whatever else you want to. And it it does also show on there non-motorized trails. So, um, yeah, definitely before you go out, make sure you got a map. Know where you're going and what you want to do. And that's your best bet on that. But, but yeah, if I'm on ch- my feet, I can pretty much just go explore. Don't get on public lands and don't get lost because you're not coming to look for me. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> you know, the big thing is if you're going to start doing things like that, is yeah. to make sure before you leave you're on your own. that somebody knows where you're going and, you know, your location. And yeah. so if it does come to the point where you might not come home, Somebody knows where to start. Yeah. Looking for you. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. Where can I get my hands on one of these Friends of the Little Belt maps? Okay. There's multiple locations. Um, All the Forest Service offices, the one, there's a supervisor's office here in Great Falls. Okay. Um, There's an office in Stanford, uh, Forest Service office there, uh, one in Bell Creek, which is between Monarch and Iart, one in White Sulphur, and one in Harlowtown. All these those offices have the maps. Okay. Um, there are locations out there um, that we have what we call kiosks that are on the ground that are at the beginning of most of the roads. And okay. there's map boxes there. And in the summertime, we try to keep them filled up. Okay. So you can get those maps there uh, so you don't have to be, you know, our offices are usually open from 8 to 430. So um, at least with those boxes there. People that are coming out late or in the evening can usually get to one of the maps through there. And then there's local, um, like, clubs and also uh, businesses that do have those. Bighorn Outdoor Specialist has them. Okay. And every now and again, every now and again, people grace us with the ability to have some of our own maps. Yeah. I was like, we 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 need those. Yeah. We run out of them so quickly when we do get them here at the office at 15 Overlook Drive that, you know, I'd love to say you could find them here, but you can't. Do we? Is that one we currently don't have? Yeah. Have we not had it the whole time I've worked here? Uh, No, we've had maybe... 
like that first summer? 15 or 20 okay. in the last year. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I can help you out with this. Well, thank you, this. Bob. Yes, thank I you. can help you Usually out. Usually we're really going helpful. down to Bighorn Outdoor and begging Chris and Beth to hey, spare us some. Would you give us some? That yeah. would be really helpful, though, what they, yeah. for us to guide people. But yeah. they go so quickly. I bet. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We can't. You we'll know, take you up on that, Bob. <laughs> yep. I can help you out on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we'll go through 15 quickly, like in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. so many people go to recreate in the low belts. And we're like, I want to hoard one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have one in every vehicle we own. <laughs> Smart. That's mm-hmm. good. Yep. That's good. Yep. And then, I mean, every vehicle, our buggy, our. Yeah. All of them. Yes. Yeah. Everything. That's smart. Okay. Well, it's just so important because yeah. things change and yeah. even though you may be familiar with something from year to year, you're like, well, I remember this. Is that actually what I remember? And then you can look at the yeah. map and you're like, oh, no, oh, completely no. wrong area. Is that one available online anywhere as well? Or is this only like a printed? Nope. Map? It is also, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard at Venza. Uh, it's an app that you can get on. I think it, I have heard of this. I think maybe did Willie tell us about that hiking? I think maybe. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we, there's a, uh, you can scan a, a, I don't know what you would call one of them, a barcode. QR code. QR, QR yeah, code. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. you can actually get that in on your phone. Okay. And you can, the n- nice part about that is, is you, you know, Bring it up on your phone, yeah, and it'll take and show you with a blue dot exactly where you're at. Perfect, all yeah, the time. That's helpful. That yeah. is I helpful. need that every day yeah. of my life. <laughs> Just to get around. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where uh-huh. am I? Yep. You went to the printer. I... Why did I go to the printer? <laughs> 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 good point. Okay, that's good to know. All these resources are good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that we haven't asked you that we should know or be able to tell people who come to see us about camping or recreating of any kind in your in your because jurisdiction. We honestly are not smart enough to ask no, all the questions. I, no. So like have well, we missed anything? Well here's one thing that I always I remember this back from when I first started. I used to go up to Porphyry, you know, with the fires. Yeah. And when you get up on top of Porphyry Peak up there, you can see the southern border of Montana. And you can see the northern oh border of Montana. Really? Holy moly. Which I don't think that that can happen in too many places in the state. No. But yeah, on the south side, you can see the Beartooth Mountains. Wow. Which huh. is on the, you know, the southern border. Yeah, the Wyoming border. And yeah. then if you look north, you'll see the Sweetgrass Hills, <gasps> which oh is gosh. on the Canadian border. That so, is so cool. Yeah. To me. That's worth it. Yeah. It's, but you know, you kind of, when you get up there. You know, kind of got to know where to look a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that is kind of unique for the little belts. That's, that's really awesome. awesome. And I think, you know, like I said, that's a mountain range that um, it is in the middle, as you, yeah. you know, if you look on the map. And it, it that's just kind of unique and yeah. pretty pretty sweet to see. And it's Porphyry. Is that how you're pronouncing yep, it? Porphyry. 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 Yep. Um, and mm. that's, the, that's the top of... This is all the mistake I make, I think, because it's called Kings Hill, but the actual top of Showdown is not Kings, Kings Hill. Hill. It's Porphyry, Porphyry Peak. Peak. That is correct. Okay, because Kings Hill is technically on the uh, other side of the highway, right? You're, you're correct. Okay, because yep. I got this confused when we had people from Showdown on. I think. Oh, somebody, somebody on, and I was getting corrected. Maybe yeah. it was when I went up there. <laughs> In the summer, are you? I'm questioning this because i know showdown is on forest service property Mm -hmm. 
but they're still it's still showdown. So can I I can just go hike up the ski runs in the summer. No permission needed, right? I can just go, correct? That, that's correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's a pretty I mean, for people who maybe don't know where to start or something, that's a pretty open spot you can go and but find uh, and hike. You know, they definitely would like to know that you're there. That you're though. there. Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Okay. Yep. And so do I how do I do that? Uh, usually, you know, when I go up there in the summertime, mm-hmm. I just have to go right down to the lodge, mm-hmm. and usually there's somebody right there at the you lodge. Just say, hey, yeah. I'm heading Kate, up. Katie's there or yeah. somebody okay. that's there. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. We've done an episode with the illustrious Roland Taylor who talked about um, kayaking the little, or Belt Creek. So we've got a lot of water in the little belts as we talked about and the fact that you can fish it, but... Can you float a lot of the water? So, you know, there's, of course, certain times of years when you know, the water's higher, you can float the sluice boxes. Um, but then, you know, you just got to watch the water levels on yeah. that. So, you know, and, and, you know, the sluice boxes is not an easy task. No. Yeah. So, you know, That's I, what don't, we learned. I don't recommend, you know. You kind of got to know your stuff when you're going to go through there. Exactly and, what Roland you said. You know, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't recommend it um, that, you know, unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. So, okay. but, yeah. And that's all state, too. You know, that's a state park. State park, park. yep. So, you know, we don't really have anything to do with that, but that is a state park. Are there other areas that you're like, oh, no, Jefferson Creek's a nice little float if you get enough water and you're not hitting your butt on rocks all the time no you know the only place that i know um some people float from monarch down to like logging creek or all the way down through the sluice boxes oh. um so <laughs> that otherwise yeah and, and then the, of course we have the smith river oh that's right you know yep, that yep. is part of ours too permit our, that requires yep, permit, permit on that yeah. yep so and you've already passed your time you can't do it this summer that's correct mm-hmm. so we well, can't get your permit permit in. If right. you get a permit, you can float it. Right. We won't deny you your permit. Right. We don't but have the opportunity that has passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that—that's the only two places that are really floatable. Okay. Yeah, I've never even thought about floating in there. It's good well, to know. the only reason I bring that up is because my loving spouse—we took the kids, and he's like, "There's a spot here along the road you can put in and float," and I'm like. There's no, like, we're headed towards an Ulan Creek, and I'm like, there's no place. There's just yeah. no place alongside the road, and I've been driving that road for a number of years, where you're just going to be able to put in and float. Yeah. And he picked a spot, and it was atrocious and ridiculous and weird, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. We still stayed there for two hours, but... Oh. That's another story. It was not good. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, maybe there's a different spot. So yeah. that's why I asked Bob. Yeah. He uh, says no. <laughs> yeah. No, you can go to the lakes. Tell that to yours. Yeah. Uh, Memorial Falls, That tra- is that under your responsibility? Y- yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a real popular one. That's one of my favorites. It's a favorite to take people when they visit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, that. what's nice about that, it's just a short little hike, mm-hmm. not very far, and it's you know, it's it's beautiful it and is, uh, yeah. refreshing, mm-hmm. and yeah, just it's a nice spot. Yeah. Are there any other hidden falls that we don't know about that you've found? Yeah, there's a few out Ooh. there. But 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I could find them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know oh, where it was. Dang it, Pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, up past, I ask this, some based out of personal experience. So you can, the main trail goes to the first and second falls of Memorial Falls. There's kind of two. But you can keep making your way back following the little creek all the way back for a long time, right? That's still on public land there? Yep, that okay. is correct. Okay. No, nope, that was all private. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we didn't go that far back, so it's, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, up past the Second Falls, we don't maintain that at all. Yeah. And people just can, are doing that on their own, okay. and they're more than welcome to do that. Yeah. The only thing that I do say about up there is if you've been up there, you see that there's signs that says, do not carve up trees. Mm. Please don't carve up the trees. Yeah, you know, we ask that people do not carve up the trees because sooner or later it's going to kill the tree and then we're just going to have a bunch of dead trees. Why are people carving the trees? Like Jackie loves Bob? Well, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's the old uh, heart with M plus M or M plus J. I don't understand that. That seems Yeah, it's... you know, since we put the signs up there, it slowed down a lot. Oh, but, that's good. You know, prior know to that, to read. yeah. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was they were getting carved up pretty, yeah, pretty frequently. And, and if your trail goes too far back and you run into Jimmy's cabin, you've uh, you've gone you've too gone far. Too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn around and yeah. come back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an area you can hike in the winter, too. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's probably been people that go up there ice climbing a little yeah. bit. On I've the, been up uh, there when it's it was actually really neat because it, there was snow and kind of the outside was frozen still, mm-hmm. but the water was coming underneath and it was really pretty. I don't yeah. remember having to. I think people had walked up the path before us in the snow, so it wasn't you know a fresh foot of snow on there because it is there are rocks and slippery portions of that trail to just be aware of, but. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Anytime you go ice. into the wilderness, you're taking yeah. your life into your own hands. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Be smart, people. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I think you were nervous to come on board and look at this. Yeah. We've already done an hour plus. Yep. And it was so easy. And you're thinking <laughs> These, I can't wait to get out of here. These <laughs> girls aren't very smart at all, and I've had to dump down everything I was going to say. Yeah. So well, I came prepared because I just did not know. Was there, is there anything in what? your notes there that you wanted to say that we didn't talk about? Uh, well, no, no, you know. Okay. I think you, you brought think in numbers of things, didn't you? How many? Do you want me to ask you some random, like how many acres something? Is? Oh no, no, oh. Okay. no, 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 no. We're fine. Okay, how many? We're, we're good. Okay, perfect. We're well, good. thank you so much for taking time yeah, out of your thank you, your day in town of getting all your chores done to hang out in our podcast studio. Yeah. It's been a blast. Well, yeah, it has been good. I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad it was pleasantly a lot, surprised. Lot of, yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah, right. I can't wait till we get some more guests to experience the Little Belt Mountains. And the high woods. Uh, Little belts are just an amazing asset and so many opportunities to recreate all year long. Uh, Obviously not for floating, but anyway. (laughs) We clarified that. Yeah. It's fine. Now we know. Yeah. Uh, So thank you. And folks, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe. Everybody loves it when you do that. (laughs) We're no different. Everybody meaning us. Yeah. (laughs) Every podcast developer likes that. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy face here in Great Falls, 
We hope you're creating amazing memories with your friends and family, wherever you are. We'll see you soon. We're No Damn Experts is the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.